0: Sir Trader, Lack, the podcast. Hello, this is Sir Trader, Lack, the podcast, and I know it's it's been a long time. I should have left But to be honest, over the past few weeks, it hasn't been a whole lot going on. Um. It's actually been a bad past few weeks, you know, in my opinion, um, because the last time I spoke to you on my last podcast, I think I even titled it, um, like, hitting the reset button or something of that nature, and it didn't happen. Um, I'm still, or should I say, I'm back to trading like an amateur, Um Every trade, you know, my goal is to, instead of following my plan, my goal has been to try to get that, you know, that one big gainer, that 100, 200 percent gainer, um, you know, to try to build my my account up and, you know, one trade. And because of that, pretty much every trade has been poorly executed Um, before. I lost the $800. I had my account up to about twelve, thirteen hundred dollars $1,300. You know, when I built my account up, when I built my account up to that point, I can honestly say that probably, definitely over 75% of my trades, um, at some point, I could have sold at a profit, right? Um, I can't say that now. You know because trading you know it's all about strategy all about having a plan but it's all about timing also so me my timing has been way off because you know i go on stock twits you know it's people on there that i do follow i think i told you this before that i respect um their opinion and you know i look because i'm chasing you know me doing my due diligence has been out the window, so I'm just going on stock with, You know, going to some of the people that I follow, and I'm looking to see, you know, what suggestions they have, and I've just been jumping in. Um, you know, I, I, I've pretty much eliminated me from the equation. You know, so when I do get into stocks, a lot of times um, there are stocks that maybe gapped up um, 20, 30, 40 percent and you know i jump in as soon as the bell open or sometimes pre-market without a day trade and you know when the market opens a few minutes into the trading day the stock you know starts to plummet everybody who was in before you know they taking a profit and you know i'm stuck in a a losing trade and that's been happening a lot um and i guess the only good thing is at this point you know i am I'm working with a small account. Um, I think it's about two hundred dollars in my account, maybe a little less. Um, so when I do place bad trades, I'm not really losing a lot. Um, but considering the size of my account, you know I have been losing you know ten dollars here, you know, maybe fifteen dollars here. and if you think you know in a five day week. If I'm losing $10 a day, that's $50 a week um, that I'm losing. Mainly because, you know, like I said, I'm looking for that one big hitter. And I've had some stocks um, where I could have taken, you know, a small profit. But um, it would have only been maybe say about $5, $10. But because of my mind thought, or my because of because of my frame of thought. I'm trying to get that big hitter, so to me, it's not worth taking the five, $10 because of, you know, how I'm looking at the situation. Um, You know, but at this point, um, you know, in the past, my problem was taking and not taking profit, um, you know, when I should. But that hasn't been an issue this time. The issue now is just me not sticking to my plan at all. Um and I think I told you before, I heard somebody say, um just not quoting them, but pretty much they were saying a perfect plan can be screwed up by a bad trader. You know, and that's what I've become at this point a bad trader because I put no due diligence into the stocks that I'm that I'm purchasing. Like I say somebody might drop some news on a stock about maybe a patent that was approved or FDA um, approval and not knowing anything about the stock, no history about the stock. I just throw my money into it because I see that some news was released and either the news doesn't affect the, the price at all or once again, I'm in too late. The stock has already made a move to the upside and I'm getting in right at the peak, right before it starts to go back down. So um, my main focus now is to try to get back to doing me. Um, So one change that that I did make um, was with my stock screener. Um, I was using Finviz, you know, when I was making some good gains, you know, everything was on an up and up, as far as, you know, trading in my account, I was using Finviz, but I got rid of Finviz and I went to um, tradingview.com and I haven't used it. Like I think I had it for about two or three months and, you know, I told you on some of my past podcasts that I haven't been using my, my stock screener um, and I think the main reason is because I didn't like it, you know. I, I like the price of it; it was fifteen dollars compared to forty dollars for um, Finviz, but it's just Finviz. I think the layout, um, the visual, is a lot simpler than TradingView.com. You know, it has some good information on TradingView.com, but just looking at it when you're trying to make a split decision, you know, in a short amount of time, Finviz like the information. It's right there it gives me everything I need so I can compare one stock to the other and I think overall it was just simpler and faster to use so I am going back with Finviz um, like I said I think the reason that I wasn't using the um tradeview.com was I just simply didn't like it so when I was using it like I didn't feel comfortable using it and it was another thing too a lot of the information was wrong. Like I would be looking at the the layout for, you know, stocks with the um, highest percentage gain for the day. And sometimes the prices be off. You know, it might be a few seconds lag. And a lot of times um, the volume will be off. So I'll be looking at my Webull app on my phone. And the app might say, A stock is trading at like three million, and um, you know shares traded, and then I look at TradingView, and it might say something like maybe six hundred thousand, and you know stuff like that. I use as far as my strategy for when I'm buying stocks. So if that's off, I might look at it, and it might say, you know, it's trading at six hundred thousand with a um, average volume of a million to me, you know, that's going to make me turn away from that stock. When really the average volume might be a million and it's trading at, you know, 3 3 million and it's only 5 10 minutes into the trading day, you know, that's something that I want to keep my eye on because, you know, it's an increase in volume. But I wasn't getting the correct information um with TradingView. Sometimes I had to refresh my screen like 3 or 4 times before it actually caught up. So TradingView, you know, that's out the window and I'm back with Finviz. And my goal for this upcoming week, like I said, is for me to get back to doing me. Um, so back to my strategy, the strategy that I had the whole time I've been doing this and it works. Like I've proven to myself that my strategy works because I got myself up to 12, $1,300 in my account after starting out, um, after hitting a low of about 250, 300. Um, but, but after taking, you know, that $800 loss, you know, it messed me up mentally and I haven't been following my strategy. You know, like I said, I'm back to chasing stocks, um, just because I see, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, buying stocks that, um, that are recommended by other people as long as. You know, you do your due diligence first. You do some type of research on the stock, um, but you know, chasing stocks—a bad one that I keep doing—that um, is really the reason I'm in this situation: is buying stocks without day trades. You know, so I'm I'm kind of I'm trying to transform my thinking um, as far as day trades, because at first, you know, I look at day trades as you know a way to make money. way to lock in profit but now I'm trying to keep my day trades and I I look at them as a way to keep me from losing money you know because that's the main thing you want when the stock is not um, going in your favor you want to be able to get out of it so I'm to the point now where I'm gonna try to use my indicators Um, mostly probably the MACD um, the crossover so I'm gonna try to hold on to stocks you know as long as it's in an uptrend um, and when that uptrend starts to change I don't know exactly how I do it yet but you know I'm gonna try to keep my day trades as a pretty much get out of jail free card so when the uptrends are turning into a downtrend you have a reversal um, in that stock then that's when I'm gonna use my day trade because um, too many times I've well in the biggest thing is not getting into trades without day trades that's what really you know killed me in the past um and it starts now like i look at for the last past few weeks i look at the situation like okay my account's small even if a stock goes against me i'm not gonna lose a whole lot of money so i can buy a stock without um, a day trade but the only thing is is i'm creating Bad habits. So, message to everybody who's listening. Whatever you do now at this point, even though you may have a small account, you are creating bad habits. Um, you're not going to just stop doing, especially if you do it consistently. You're not going to just stop doing it um, because you got more money in your account. That's what I thought at first. You know, I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna do this. When my account builds up, you know, then I'll I'll get away from doing the dumb stuff. But it's dumb no matter when you do it, whether you have a, a little bit or a lot of money in your account. Because right now, what I'm doing and what I was doing was building up bad habits. And when my account did get to a, a, a nice size compared to where it was, the bad habits came out. You know, I had 1200 1300 in my account. Um, I told myself at that point... I, sold, I actually just sold this stock for like a nice $200 gain, I believe, two $300 gain. I told myself I'm going to sell this stock and I'm done for the day. No day trades. That was a no-brainer. But because I created bad habits in the past, I went on a border stock. I only had, I think, 75 shares. So in my mind, was like, I was like, well, if it goes against me, it's only 75 shares. Like, you know, how bad can it be? Um it was pretty bad. Like I said, it was $800 bad, so bad habits follow you and eventually um, it's just like gambling. You might go to the casino and you might win once, you might win twice, but you're gonna lose about uh, what 98 percent of the time. You might win two times out of 100, but that's what keeps you coming because you know, that pro- probability of winning. And it's the same thing with trading. You might You know, get away one or two times with, you know, making bad decisions, um, taking chances. But the majority of the time, time, you know, it's going to go against you. So I am back to um, trading my strategy. This is a short week um, today, which is the day that I'm recording as Memorial Day. So the market is closed. So starting back Tuesday. My goal, my plan is to follow my strategy to the T. No shortcuts, no taking chances, and you know I have to get back on my grind and get back to where I was. So we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we get back, I'm gonna recap um, what my strategy is for, mostly for momentum trading, and um, I'll talk a little bit about uh, swing trading using um, the VWAP as um, a guide. All right. So let's take a break. Okay. So momentum trading. Um, what is momentum? You know, in physics, momentum is what mass times velocity. Um, so I've heard this. Analogy being used, like if you have a a lady walking down the street a couple of miles per hour, you know, she can stop and turn around in a split second because, you know, she don't have a whole lot of mass and she's not moving very fast. But if you have a two-ton train going 100 miles an hour and it stops, that train is going to go Maybe another quarter of a mile before it stops because of its momentum, because of its because of its velocity and its mass. So if you're looking at stocks, you know the mass is the amount of trades you have, the volume. You know, so you always want to look at increased volume um, when you're looking at momentum. Um, in relation to the velocity, that's pretty much how many trades you have over time so like say every one minute or five minutes you know on um on the intraday chart so if you have like a hundred thousand shares every minute you know maybe two hundred thousand shares every minute you know you want to see that continue and that's you know good velocity to you know keep the stock going but if you know you have you know a million shares traded and over a say 10 million 10 minute period you have a million shares traded but it was like eight hundred thousand traded in the first two minutes um, and then the last eight minutes you know it kind of died off then that's not really a breakout that's not really a stock that you would want to you know consider to buy for a momentum trade because The volume decrease, you know, you want to see that consistent volume, you know, over time um, in order to have a good move to the upside because it could have been, you know, manipulation. Somebody just bought, you know, 800,000 to try to, you know, get it moving in the right direction. Um, But at the same time, it probably didn't catch the attention of a lot of traders. So, you know, the stock started to die down and then, you know, whoever tried to manipulate the stock started dumping their shares and then the stock starts to go back down. So you have to look at not just how much volume, but how much over time, you know, you want to see consistent volume coming in, you know, like I said, every minute or every five minutes on the intraday chart. Um, So that's definitely Two of the things I'm looking for: increased volume compared to, you know, the average volume. Um, And for the intraday chart, you want to see consistent shares coming in. Another thing that I look at is gap, Um, the opening gap. um, If it's you know gapping up maybe 10, 20 percent or more, it hasn't been. Stopping me lately from buying a stock, but usually if you have a stock that's gapping up, especially if it's, you know, a stock that's under a dollar, a lot of times it's going to dip um when the market opens. If it doesn't drop, it'll it will at least take a dip. Like if you have a 40 cent stock that opens up at like 60 cents, 70 cents, best believe when the market opens, people are going to start taking profit and You know, it might drop down if it opens up at 70, it might drop back down to maybe 50 something um, before and if, you know, it starts to go back up. So, a stock that gaps up a lot overnight, um, it's not a no no, you know, it's not a definite, you know, you shouldn't definitely stay away from it, but I would say do not buy at the open. Um, But for me, the stocks that I've seen have the most gain and that actually held this gains throughout the day are the stocks that didn't gap up. Um if it did it was a small gap, maybe like two, three percent or something like that. Um Or maybe a gap down some. But usually I try to find stocks that haven't had a significant gap overnight and those stocks usually start to take off I say like around ten o'clock. The stocks that haven't um that didn't have a gap usually you know from what i've seen my personal experience you know they usually don't start to make a move until like um around the 10 o'clock hour maybe nine fifty 50 um, or later so there's two things i'm looking for um increased volume volume over time stocks that haven't gapped up and of course a low float um the lower the float the better I've seen stocks with, you know, maybe six hundred, eight hundred thousand 800,000 shares float that went up like 500%. Um, but low float, um, I've seen people say you want to stay probably for the best move. Sorry, one of my babies just bust in the room and I forgot what I was talking about. Um, I think I was talking about float. So you want to keep a float. Um, somewhere under 12 million for the best move, but probably anywhere um, I would say under maybe 30. You know, you can have some good movement, um, really under 50, depending on you know the amount of volume coming in. But you know, for the best move, you know, somewhere under 12, 13 million um, shares float. And pretty much, other, other than that, um, I'm probably staying around somewhere under the $2 price range. So all of my um, stocks that I'm gonna be really looking for um, will be under $2. And that's just so I can get a, a significant amount. Well, to me, a significant amount, um, at least 100 shares. Um, if I see something above that, that's making a, you know, that can have a nice breakout, then I'll, you know, consider purchasing A stock somewhere maybe between three, four, five dollars. But right now I'm focusing on stocks under two, and that's pretty much it. So stocks under two, um, no gap, increased volume, um, volume, a steady amount of volume um, throughout um, the trading period, the intraday chart, and a low float. So that's what I'm looking for for momentum trades. Um, and at this point, I mean, once all of that is in place, the only thing I have to worry about after that is, you know, actually taking profit and not not, you know, not being greedy trying to get too much out of a stock, but you know, take what I can and move on. Um as far as swing trades, I've been using VWAP. Um, VWAP and I believe that's the volume weighted average price Um, so it's only found on the intraday chart Uh, and usually you'll notice stocks they trade right around VWAP they would trade right above it or right under it Um, so what I look for is for stocks to either trade underneath and break through VWAP with increased volume um, compared to, you know, the volume throughout the day or have a stock that's above VWAP, or VWAP come down to VWAP and bounce off of it. And when it bounces, I'm still looking for that increased, um, increased volume. So I've been having luck in the past trading using this strategy um you know usually the later in the day you can find that bounce or that breakthrough. the vwap the better because there have been times there have been times where i used the strategy like around 12 1 o'clock and it worked out it continued to rise throughout the day into the next day but there's also times where i bought too early um it did break through or bounce and had a nice gain but because a lot of times I buy swing trades without day trades, you know, I'm looking forward to continuing to the next day. So I might buy um a trade using a VWAP like around twelve, one o'clock. And it does break, you know, have a nice gain, but then it comes back and you know hangs back around around VWAP or it starts to, you know, drop below it and then I end up losing money. So the the later in the day will be better for me, um, like I said, because I don't have a way to get out of it. So you can pretty much predict better movement if you're trading, if you're if you're buying stocks toward the end of the day, because if you if it's like three fifty and it starts to you know break to the upside, chances are it's going to stay up there, you know, throughout the close and you know after hours. But anything happen if you're buying a stock around 12, 1 o'clock. So that's time to buy my swing trades. I would say it's power hour after 3 o'clock. Um, but depending on you know, how the stock is trading, if it's something that I'm watching throughout the day, uh, I might you know, look to buy one um, using a VWAP around 12, 1 o'clock. And what I usually do is I go through and I search the stocks that you know have nice volume throughout the day. And on a WeBull, you can set um, alerts. So I found out what the VWAP is, set an alert um, to let me know when the stock crosses a certain point. And once I get the alert, you know, I'll go back, make sure it's not a false alert, make sure that, you know, there is some nice movement and decide if I need to get in or not. You know, so that's my plan. Um, All I have to do is just stick to it. I think the when you're losing, the worst thing you can do is second-guess yourself. You know, because when you're losing, just like in basketball, you know, if you're losing and you miss a couple of shots, most players, you know, a lot of players, they might be like, well, I'm going to try to get somebody else involved because, you know, my shot is off. The great players are the ones that shoot themselves out of a slump. You know, they they know they have what it takes to get the job done. So they keep pushing until they get it done. Same thing with stocks. You know, I'm at a point where I've been losing the last, you know, few weeks, couple of months. And, you know, I'm starting to, I started to not trust my plan, even though I proved to myself that it does work if I follow it. Um, but because I was losing I didn't have confidence in the plan no more so you know i got away from it but if i follow my plan if it don't work the first time the second time i have to keep faith in my plan and you know the big thing is just to get out when things aren't going your way you know losing is part of trading it's a part of pretty much anything you do but what makes you better is to learn from your losses so it's a short week um, like I said, my account is somewhere around $200. I need to get back on my grind. Um, I need to communicate with you all more because, like I said, it's a learning experience. At this point, if you do the opposite of what I'm of what I'm doing, you'll be set. Um, so I'm gonna try to get back on track, and um, I'll you know hit you hit you all with an update um, at the end of the week. At the end of the week, and hopefully it'll be some good news, Um, but I'm to the point now where once again, I'm tired of losing. So I'm back to the plan, work my plan to a T, no shortcuts, and you know, we gonna see what happens. So sorry that I, you know, went so long without posting, but I'm human, you know, and I don't like talking about losing, Um, even though I know, you know, sometimes, Hearing the mistakes other people make can, you know, help. But at the same time, I don't want to keep coming on here, you know, and venting. Um, But that's what I did this session or this podcast. Um, Hopefully I won't be doing the next podcast. We can get back on track and, you know, we can start making this money. So I'm going to follow my plan, check back next Friday or this Friday should I say for an update and until then I like big bucks and I cannot lie